0: Live. We're live! We're live! We're live! Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic and amazing episode of the Sober,
1: Grind. Sober, Grind. Sober Grind.
0: Sober Grind. As always, my name is Austin Armstrong, joined with my amazing co-host, Bej. And today we have a very special guest with us again. I'll let wow. her introduce herself. This is Cindy. Cindy, say hello. Hi,
2: everybody. Who are you? Who am I? This. My name is Cindy. And I uh, have the privilege to be the new outreach director here at Beginning. Super stoked! She's awesome.
1: Come What's, on. Up, Trace, see.
0: Hello, What's up, Trey? Hello, Blake. What's on... <laughs> up? <laughs> yes. So today we are talking about don't let your demons you... run you. Run you. Don't... don't let your demons run you. Don't do it. So if you have any questions, comments, or you just want to say hello, where you're watching from, tune in, chime in, let us know your thoughts. But we're going to start with Pez here. What exactly does that mean?
1: Don't yeah, let Pesh, your demons run you. So, you know, when people are in active addiction, uh, what I'm seeing, especially like now that I'm not high and I go out and about and I get to work with people on the front lines that are in active addiction or that are even in, in uh, hi Derek, in newly in recovery, um, often you'll see somebody who gets really caught up. So when mm. they get really caught up, that means that they're using various drugs and... It no just fear. Ma- no fear. It just makes them become mm. a whole different person. Yeah. So it's not just um, that you know they're not normal and they're not acting normal, but you can kind of... Like, you look in their eyes and they are they look like they're demonic. So do you think at that... No soul. There's no soul. There's no soul. There's no soul. At, at soul. that
0: point, do they have the conscious awareness that that's the fact or is this just a normalcy for them?
1: I think it depends. It varies.
2: It totally varies. I, I think, too, like from experience, personal, mm-hmm. that there was times in my disease that I knew I was on some really good stuff, yeah. and... You kind of thrive
1: through your you addiction. Thrive, like, right? You You're right? like enjoying... yeah, uh, Giving uh, fuel to your ego. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, however... The, yeah. And, and sometimes, like, you... They call it, like, in recovery, sometimes we say egomaniac with an inferiority complex. So right. you really think you're all that, yeah. and, yeah. and you think that um, when you're doing the drugs, like, you feel out of this world, like just fascinated, you know, like you can do anything, you can conquer the world, you can climb any mountain, you can, Superman. You, know, you just think like you're invincible, right? Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, you know that this isn't right. Yeah. And, and the depression, the withdrawals, everything that comes on the back end of, of coming mm-hmm. down off of various drugs. Like with heroin, like sure, the, the, doing heroin is the ultimate euphoric high that people will do. These days, it's no joke though, people are doing fentanyl, right? Yeah. So, it's like if you let your re- demons run you fentanyl is it's the old ult- like the ultimately largest most evil type of drug that's out there right now because it's just death like it's total death right. like it's going to mm-hmm. kill you right. like you have no like you don't know what could happen right it could be one try it could be after 100 tries but then it's also coming in so many different various forms shapes and you know, it comes in powdery forms. It can come in a patch. It can come laced in some Xanax these days. I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with. And these kids, like, it's funny. Like, I'll, I'll see kids that just want to throw, throw in the towel and just say, that's it. Forget it. I'm, I'm leaving. I got to go get high. And I just think to myself, dude, you're not even... You're, it's not about getting high anymore. You you should just rephrase that. To, I think I'm going to go die. Like basically, it's it's so you don't, if you, they let their demons run them, right? The and I often say like somebody threatened the other day that they were going to walk out in traffic, and I say you do that and you're killing the wrong person, mm. pretty much. So people are run by their demons. I mean, starve the ego, feed the soul. <laughs> like when you have a soul and you're actually living through your soul, you're living a spiritual life. You're trying to do better for yourself. It's all the good stuff that. That um, that's within a human being, and they give all this power to the negative side, the evil side. The, you know, you can call it the devil, you can call it the disease of addiction, you can call it the ego. But all as it is, is basically all of the negative uh, parts of us that will that'll run our lives. And it happens to people that are in recovery too. People come and they get well, and they don't. They get sober for a while. They're abstinent, right? And over a little, you know, over a period of time, all of a sudden they're their disease will start to manifest itself in other areas of their lives mm. sometimes it's with food sometimes it's with sex sometimes it's just with with actions behaviors and intentions and when you start to chase that you know you start yeah. you don't even have to do drugs anymore your drugs become other things mm-hmm. pretty much like for some guys their drugs become women for some girls their drugs become men and it depends on how you roll for some that like have the same sex you know either way you're not really looking at yourself and working on yourself so so they can Those demons can start to, you know, manifest themselves and become other things and that can sometimes lead you straight back to active addiction with substances. It takes a lot of strength and
0: willpower to say no to those (laughs) demons. Uh, What are some tips or pieces of advice that you can offer to not give in when, when the demon is speaking out, so to speak? Well, it's interesting that you say well power because and, and there's different levels to this too. So maybe early in in recovery, mm. and then later on in a, I, I got something. Go for
2: it. So so, you know, I got I got a little bit of time so in sobriety, um, but there was a time there when I was complacent and didn't do so program. You're the camera. There was a time where there was about a year in my sobriety in my years that I didn't do program that I didn't have a sponsor. I wasn't going to meetings and I found myself at a bar and I ordered the Blue Moon beer because I liked the picture of it on the TV and I had that moment of clarity and I thought what the heck's going on right and um I think part of your question is we always have to maintain our sobriety right that we don't I don't know what works I don't know if it's you know talking to my sponsor every day if it's going to meetings every day if it's sponsoring other women I don't, I don't know what works, but I do know that when I stopped doing those things, that those demons came back at 10 years of sobriety. Mm. And, you know, I think it's very important that we all, right, continue to feed our sobriety in positive ways because then the negative will jo- jump in.
0: Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. So replacing old habits with positive Correct. habits. Correct. That's right. Yes. Asset, and Assets rather than defects. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. Awesome. So let's, yeah, we have a couple uh comments, so questions, hellos, goodbyes, hopefully not. Uh, Trey, battling those demons with
1: the light of awareness. That's right. Yep. That's right. Love that's it. It was normalcy for me. Yep. I know Derek definitely so liked like to play dance with, with the devil. Man. Derek, you used to like to dance with the devil, didn't you? <laughs> dance with the devil.
0: It says anything to avoid the pain of being identified with that ego and house demons yep. mm-hmm. and hose demons. Yep. They possess us and trick us to become us. Awareness, the light of God consciousness is the answer.
1: So okay, so when Trey says something like that, see like that, that's some that's deep talk, right? And if you're in recovery for a while and you actually do what is necessary to become recovered or mm-hmm. be in recovery, like right. being engulfed in recovery, that makes a lot of sense. But to the average person who's new to recovery or not even in recovery yet, there's no concept of that. Like for mm. me, speaking from personal experience, like I needed to come in and I needed to take direction from people that were, that had been in the same situations as me or very similar situations right. as me that could become a guide. I believe that in life, just as human beings... We don't just learn things on our own. That's that's like caveman stuff, to survival of the fittest. Like you have to have someone before you or people before you that will mentor you, that will sponsor you, that will show you the ropes, that will be there for you and show you how to do things correctly. But they don't live their lives for you either. Right. They get they let you have your own experience. So it's about the, having that level of consciousness and, and that it, it can be different for different people. You believe in God, you believe in Buddha, you believe in a cow, whatever you pray to, but regardless of the fact this is the fact that... that addicts and alcoholics drink excessively is not just because they love the effect that's produced by drugs and alcohol, but because there's some deep-rooted stuff there that whatever it may be, they're numbing it, right? So a person that like tries um, alcohol or drugs um, a couple of times that might just have a normal life and not a whole bunch of issues, like a lot of traumatic things that have happened to them, you know, they might be able to stop drinking. They might not uh, carry on this huge dependency, right? Depending on what they're using. There are some drugs that it's like, they just captivate you. You can't get just enough. You may have had it for medical purposes. And the next thing you know, you want more and more and more. But point being, the majority of the addicts and alcoholics that I interact with or see, like you can pretty much see when somebody's in active addiction, there's a lot of pain going on inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they And they don't, you don't see it on the outside but if you really look into their eyes, they're they're a shell of a human being. And they'll put up a front and they'll be angry and they'll yeah. be resistant and combative and fight you and fight you and fight you and argue with you or question you or and they you could see like deep down inside, they wanna be able like part of them wants to just say, help me. Yeah, but their demons overcome them so much to the point where they just say, uh, "They'll I don't want your help. Like stay right. away from me. Just let me be because they don't want to feel. So if they don't work through that stuff, they don't. They basically shortchange themselves and rob themselves of the opportunity to do the, the deep rooted work to work through the stuff through the trauma and be able to have that higher level of consciousness. The whole point of working through that stuff is that once you get to another point in your life to where now you've overcome the obsession. You know you don't you don't you don't want to continually keep on using. You have found other solutions to deal with your problems. Then you start helping other people. I think some of the most magnificent uh, events that I've seen is when somebody who let's say for example was molested, or was raped, or was a victim of a hate crime, or was. Um, a victim of abuse in the house verbal physical all those things when they come and they've decided they make that absolute decision and this can go along with willpower I mean to so you have to have some kind of a will to be able to stop but you also tap into something else like you you can do recovery in different ways but usually what works is to have that spiritual experience to come in work through the stuff and then help somebody else the most magnificent. Success stories that I see are not just people that come and successfully stay sober for long-term sobriety, but they go and they they share their experience with other people and Mm. they just carry that on that legacy and the next one goes to the next one and the next one goes to the next one. That's what it's all about. That's true recovery. Not to say that people don't, the ego never goes away. The yeah. ego's always oh, there. The demons are always, you know, hiding out, waiting to see how they can get you. And I don't know, like, we, today we just use this cute little word, word demon, right? Like, so, so to some people, some people don't believe in that stuff. Like, but truth be told, like, if you keep on finding yourself getting loaded and you can't stay sober, perhaps something's running your life other than yourself. Yeah. I, I love
0: that whole point. I want to dive a little bit deeper and get both of your opinions on this. Uh, especially when you first seek recovery and you are in that um, shell of yourself, yes where that ego is, is at the top of the filter. Right. There's a level of surrender involved with with even being open to getting that help right. How do you work through that stuff, mm-hmm. especially right at the beginning? Um, you mentioned work through, but like, what are what are some things that it's really you can really go hard,
2: especially with the kids nowadays? Um, like Pej was saying, um, you know, we're starting to see more fentanyl almost on a daily basis, right? Kids are kids are even saying, you know, yeah, I love fentanyl. That's absolutely crazy that they're saying yeah, that. Fentanyl and all um, And and Pej hit the nail on the head when he was talking about the shell of the person, right? When you're talking to somebody that is just coming in, you're talking to the disease. You're not talking to that person. And you have to be able to see beyond that disease Mm. to the pain that is inside and have a level of patience to be able to work with them so that you can be, I tell my clients all the time, I am your recovery advocate. I am in your corner. I will do whatever is best for you I will not enable you, I will tell you the truth but part of it is having the patience to be able to work with these clients through their detox so they can get to that spiritual awakening because once the the drugs and alcohol are removed then you're dealing with the pain. That's right. Then you're it. dealing yeah. with the trauma. You're dealing with the PTSD, the molestation, the, the whatever the case is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the real work starts.
1: Love it. Yeah. So it's really interesting like what she's talking about. So what we're seeing, uh, there's, there's different types of people that are coming to treatment these days. Yeah. Right now, um, a lot of... Well, I'm going to just put it out there. The majority of the people that I see when we do a urinalysis of fentanyls in all their systems. Yep. So, And that's just how much it really is out there. So Scary. so there's people that have this idea that, you know what? Um, I don't really think I can handle life right now. I need to clean up. But their interpretation of cleaning up is coming to do detox and then going back out and, and uh, going to sober living or just right. like going back to work. And then this they think like this is what's going to work for them. So already their demons are doing push-ups in their head. Mm-hmm. They're basically just waiting. They're like saying, listen... Okay, so it's not working out for you right now. Like, just go over there, get cleaned up real quick, and then you you got some things to attend to, some affairs to attend to. Get out of there as soon as possible, because don't you know, like the car, the job, the house, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, all of the wife, the kids, all of them are waiting for you. So you'll the demons will run you, the ego will run you, the disease will run you, and just tell you all the things that are going to push you away from actually getting the true, solid recovery. What will help these people overcome that is if they get desperate enough. Mm-hmm. And if their heart's still beating and their lungs are still breathing, if they actually get to a point where they can get completely honest with themselves mm-hmm. and say, and and see the demons. When you actually can distinguish your ego from your soul, when you can actually distinguish what's been running you into the ground and what's gonna get you out of that by taking some direction from people who truly like accepting you know, receiving the the love and the care and the nurturing of people that are truly there to help you, rather than these scumbags that are out there selling this stuff like the fentanyl and all that. Like, how are you? You put so much trust into a guy that you have no idea where he got the stuff from, right? Or you know what he's lacing his stuff with. But you can't go and trust people that really want to help you. The reason right. that they don't do right. that is because they don't want to work through the deep rooted stuff because they know they might have to look at some things and they think like they're filled with shame and guilt and remorse and all these different things stuff that they've just been burying and burying and burying under they want to take it to the grave with them so they're never going to get better because they keep going and doing that same song and dance the vicious cycle continues and the demons dance is
2: that just the human condition I think it is just the human condition I for one you know when I came in um, I had the molestation I had the trauma I had the hate crimes like I had Thank you for all that, sharing that stuff with us. welcome but it's important for you to know that for me, like it stopped working. And when it stopped working, I was pissed off because I no longer could mask those feelings. And so when I came in, I just did what was told for me. Like, right. I, you know, I, I didn't have any idea about Alcoholics Anonymous. I had no idea about the big book or the steps or meetings or therapy or any of that. And um by the grace of god there go i and you know taking 17 years and you know at 12 years sober finally you know seeking outside help and getting therapy for those underlying mm-hmm. issues you know that's my story you know some i was going to tell you too like sometimes the pain is so extreme that the and the fear is so extreme that it takes several times if they're lucky and they don't die to come in and actually work on it, mm-hmm. but they really have to have that level of motivation to be done because without that, mm-hmm. all we can do is just keep talking to the disease and blowing right. them up. You know?
1: I love what Capri said right there, whatever I put ahead of my recovery I surely shall lose. Trey says it's in, in, it's, in its nature to be self-destructive. The beauty comes through the cracks when it breaks. That's right. That, that's true. Yeah, and it's just getting honest with yourself. I I'll I'll say this, and we I know, appreciate you, Richard. <laughs> we're almost out of time, but um, what I can say is is that when people, I mean, obviously a lot of people get enabled by their parents, um, but or loved ones or loved ones, you know, um, so they people still have the right. To separate themselves from what they know is not healthy for them. Correct. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is, I'm. Fi- this is what I'm finding myself saying to the people that are in active addiction when I'm doing an intervention is, don't let your re- don't let your demons run you, man. Like if you at least say that. And I say to them, when you're out there, if, I mean today, you don't have to listen to me. You might just go out and get high some more. But when you're out there copping dope on the streets and you look in the eyes of the person that you're getting it from. Just remember that that person's demons are running them mm. and they have no mercy. They don't care about your well-being and they don't care if you die today. That's right. So if, you, if, if you're if you going to give yeah. that much power to somebody else, just because... And I try to let them know, like, well, we're, human beings are, are a divine species in comparison to other animals. If you see other animals, animals don't really make decisions. They just do everything off of instinct, but only human beings have the ability to be able to make decisions, and and we can do bad, we can do good. If the grass says don't walk on the grass, we can stomp on it, or we can actually just walk right by the grass and respectfully know that we're not supposed to walk on that grass. It depends on the human being. So a human being has the ability to make the choice, the power of choice to say, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm tired. I I don't want to go through the withdrawals anymore. My bones hurt. This hurts me. I don't want to do... All that stuff, this is what I feel. when you're mm. going through the withdrawals it's basically your demons like being flushed out of your system mm. through through your bones through your well-being through your yes. spirit all of that stuff then why would you you know it, it, to the average person, you they, they wonder, why would somebody go back and do heroin or fentanyl again after they've already gone through that process? Right. and And people can get well. Don't look at people that are in addiction as a whole. There's this huge stigma that they're just bad guys, right? They're bad people. They should have made the right choice. Right. They didn't have to do that. but that's not the case. if you see If you put a room full of addicts and alcoholics all together, all in one room, whether they be an early recovery, mediocre recovery, or really good long term recovery, just know that you're you have a room full of people with a ton of stories and a ton of trauma and they didn't just get that way because of nothing. Mm-hmm. There's certain events that happen to them and their demons run them or have ran them, and some of them are overcoming their demons and really going into the line of like, you know, being in touch with spirit. So with that said, I think we gotta end the show because I got an appointment. One more no question
2: problem. for you guys to think about too out there in the audience is what do you do on a daily basis to keep your demons away?
1: Yeah, go ahead and write it down in the comment section. Homework.
2: And we'll and we'll answer you.
1: <laughs> well, this was a
0: really powerful topic today yeah. that we only really scratched the surface on. So um, as Cindy brought up, uh, we would love to hear your feedback on all of this, what you do on a daily basis. Cindy, thank you so much for You're joining welcome. us thank on you. The Sober Grind. You're welcome. If you would like more information on this topic, where if you have any follow-up questions that we're not able to answer here live, we have an amazing Facebook community called Ask an Addiction Specialist that you can find in the description of this video.
1: We love you, Trey Sides. Go ahead. Sorry, keep going. No, no worries, Trey Sides. Trey Sides is the homie. Yeah,
0: or you can just type in Ask an Addiction Specialist Specialist on Facebook. Uh, join the community. There's a lot of amazing professionals in there as well as uh, peer support of other people that... Uh, are currently going through uh, recovery, uh, have a loved one that have, it's an amazing community that you can directly uh, ask questions and and get relevant and helpful answers. Um, If you like this podcast, we would uh, very much appreciate your support in leaving us a five-star review and leaving your thoughts. That helps us reach and positively impact more people And of course, if you or a loved one or anyone you know is struggling with addiction, you can always reach out to us 24-7 at BeginningsTreatmentCenters.com. You can call us 24 hours a day at 800-387-6907. And you can even communicate with Pej or Cindy uh, via Facebook. Uh, Send them a message or reach out to myself as well. And we will get you the help that you need. Until next time. So grind out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fist bumps.